Hey, what's going on, guys? It's Jamie G here. I want to say a very warm welcome to you. Thanks for checking out the uh, podcast. What I'm going to go through today is basically an A to Z of how to go about starting an affiliate business right through to the process of actually getting leads and sales. Uh, I'm going to start with the free methods that I'm aware of and uh, that I've done and that I do do, and then I'm going to cut through and uh, I guess cut into some other paid methods that you can use to start growing and scaling once you get a bit of uh, bit of traction there. Anyway, I look forward to catching up with you guys right after this. Alrighty, welcome back guys. So for those of you that are new here, my name's Jamie G. I cover internet marketing, affiliate marketing, how to get started online and pretty much all things digital. If any of that's of interest to yourself, I'd like to invite you guys to smash that subscribe button. Uh, alternatively, you can find me on YouTube via jamie-g.com forward slash YouTube. Uh, you know, if you're interested, I also run a Facebook group which is growing very rapidly at the moment. That is uh, bit.ly forward slash Jamie G group. Anyway, with all that out of the way, I welcome you very warmly. What I thought I'd do today is something a little bit different. I'm going to go through the steps that you need to take in order to basically go from nothing to growing an affiliate marketing business. Now, uh, I guess because I've been doing this for quite some time, there's a a few traps that are out there. There's a few things that I suggest that you avoid. Uh, And I guess on top of that, what I really wanted to document as best as I can in an audio version is just exactly how you can actually get started uh, using free resources to start with. All right, so first and foremost, you need to pick your niche. Now, what I'm going to cover here, by the way, is probably quite cliche to a lot of you, uh, but there's a reason why cliches exist. It's because there's uh, usually a lot of truth behind them, all right? So anyway, pick a niche, pick an industry. What is something that you can produce content on either without thinking, it's something that you already have a bunch of knowledge on, or alternatively, you're quite happy to do your research, find out that information, and then basically uh, regurgitate that information as in the form of content. So it can be anything. You might be interested in uh, dog training. Might be interested in goldfish training. I don't know, that's probably a new niche. Uh, Cats, that's a big one. Different breeds of cats. Uh, I would suggest that you don't keep it as broad as that though. So for example, if you are, uh, say, a dog lover, basically if you think, I mean, dogs is a very general niche. I mean, there's many breeds, there's many uh, types, there's different ways to raise them and all that sort of hoo-ha. But if you niche down even further, you might have, uh, for example, uh, Schnauzer or Pomeranian, or Labrador, uh, Retriever, you know, Black Lab, Golden Lab, Chocolate Lab. These are all different sub-niches. So yes, they cover dogs, but you'll find that people that love Chocolate Labs, for example, they will be almost fanatical about it. So if you produce something that's relating to uh, Chocolate Labradors, then the likelihood is people are going to engage a lot more than if it's just a general, generic dogs if that makes sense right so first step is finding your niche what's something you can create content on and if you can't uh, if you're unable to create content on it what's something that you're happy to learn about that you could potentially create content on in the future i suggest you don't overthink it 
uh, although, like I say, I mean, you do, you will be needing to create content based on something out there. So it's easier if it's something that you actually enjoy, right? Step number one. And then what you want to do is you want to start thinking about who the customers are. You haven't even picked a product at this stage, of course, right? But who, who's your customer? So going back to the example I just gave, go to chocolate Labrador. What are they, what stage of life are they in? Are they young? Are they old? Where do they live? Is it a rural environment? Are they in uh, suburbia? I don't know. You got to think of these things. What do they like to do? What's their household income? Uh, what other interests do they have? Are they, uh, you know, from a buyer's demographic or they just think chocolate labs are cute? If you show them a puppy photo, everyone thinks a puppy photo is cute. But are they fanatical about it? And of course, I know that that's a, you know, that's a generalization. I know that there's other niches out there. Like, for example, I'm in the make money online niche because it's, Basically, it's evergreen um, and it's very vast. I really enjoy the process of learning all this stuff. So therefore, I find it very easy to create content based on A, what I've learned over all the years and B, what I am continuing to learn and actually implementing in my own business on a day-to-day basis. All right, so like I say, you can choose anything uh, you you want to have a think about it. I mean, you probably a lot of the time you won't actually know specifically who your customer is. I understand that, but have an idea. What that's called is a customer avatar, and the reason why this part of the process is quite important is because it basically allows you when you are creating your content, etc. You're going to be able to cater it and create it according to who you're actually speaking to. So. Is the person you're trying to speak to a 16-year-old high school student uh, with no income? Or are they a 50-year-old married woman from the suburbs with two children, two cars, uh, a, a nice home, and two chocolate labs? It's a little bit more accurate. And so what that allows you to do, of course, is like I say, when you're producing your content, you're going to be able to speak their language a little bit better. So have a think about that. Don't again, don't spend too much time on it because a lot of the, a lot of the time you're going to learn the nuances as you go along. It's just something for you to think about more than anything at this stage. Although, if you go through that process, there is actually worksheets you can go through for your customer avatar. But we're not going to go down that step right at the moment. All right. Next thing you want to do is you want to create an autoresponder, an email list. This is before you've even chosen what you're actually going to be looking at. Now, why is this part so important? Well, there's an old saying in the internet marketing um, industry, and it is, the money is in the list. It's incredibly cliche, like I say, but it's the truth because I think something like, don't quote me on this, but I think the follow-up equates to around 60% of your income. So say, for example, you get someone to view a particular landing page. They might not want to buy. They might be on the train. They can't buy at the moment. They might not have any data on their phone. So they saw your ad or they saw something that they're interested in. They clicked on it. They decided not to go ahead and buy it at that stage. What that means to you, you've potentially lost a sale. However, by opting in and getting them to uh, fill in their email address, 
you can then take that information, you can then start sending emails to them. Sorry about the noise in the background. Don't know if you can hear that. Got a very loud uh, motorway not far from where I am. Anyway, uh, you can start building that relationship with them. You start emailing them information and, I guess, tips on what it, whatever it is your, your in industry is, your niche. Uh, tips on how to groom their chocolate lab, different health issues that may come up and how to avoid them, local meetings, you know, different information that's going to help them out. And the reason why I suggest doing this right from the actual start before you've even chosen what product to promote is because you are going to then immediately be able to start building that relationship before you even consider sending offers to your, your email list. You start building that relationship, you become, I guess, get a sense of notoriety in that industry to some degree. They'll think, oh, this person is really trying to help me out. They uh, you have know, offered tips on this, that, and the other thing. They really help, help me out. I, I like receiving their emails. And then every now and then you make a pitch for them. You know, say, hey, I've got this great product. It's on um, specifically training chocolate labs, for example. Uh, and obviously that's your affiliate product, right? But we're not going to get to that point. We haven't even chosen our product as yet. Now at this stage, like I say, there's a whole bunch of them out there. Uh, I personally use something called Get Response. Uh, there's another one called Aweber. There's Mailchimp, although Mailchimp you you cannot uh, be used for affiliate marketing. So, although it is free for the first two thousand subscribers, I would suggest you approach with caution with that one, purely because, like I say, you can get your account banned if they uh, if you if you get caught uh, doing affiliate marketing. Um, there's other ones, many many out there. Take your pick. I mean, there's you know, don't think about this too hard. Of course, if you do want a link, then hit me up via my, uh, my chat bot or my Facebook group. I can send something through to you, a bit of info. But uh, just have that aside and, and don't spend too much time on it. Uh, again, it's just getting that set up. Uh, you can build a list and, and whatnot, like I say. All right. So if we're taking the free route, then the next thing we want to do is we want to start growing an audience. So in my mind, one of the easiest ways to do that is, well, there's a couple of them. YouTube, that's a massive one. Very easy to grow an audience because you produce video content. It's relatively easy to rank uh, on YouTube and, and conversely on Google as well. And basically what that means is you can then start producing uh, information that helps your audience out. They then once again see you as an authority figure. You can then put your link to your autoresponder, your little landing page underneath that. Uh, don't stress about this part as well. It's very easy to create a landing page. And all it needs to say is get your uh, chocolate lab grooming tips here. Enter your email address. Go in the drawer to win a blah, blah, blah. Enter your email address. You know, something like that. All right. So you find uh, something that you can produce uh, content on. So like I say, YouTube's a big one. Uh, you can also use the likes of Cora. Quora is a massive one at the moment. Answer questions relating to your niche. Start getting uh, notoriety in that way. You can set up your profile so that way when people think, who's this person answering all these questions, that's awesome. They can then snoop your pro profile. When they snoop your profile, they can then find your links to your opt-in page and whatnot as well. That's one way. YouTube, of course, another way. You can do podcasts as I'm doing right here. 
If you have a lot of information and you're happy speaking about it, then you can do a podcast. But one of the easier ways as well that I know of is using Facebook. So there's a couple of options here. You can either update your existing Facebook profile and you can basically turn it into what we call a, a, fun, a profile funnel. Now what that means is that you've got your image relating to your niche in some way. I'm not saying you put a photo of a chocolate lab, but maybe it's a photo of you with your chocolate lab, for example, or whatever industry you're in. I know that's not always applicable, but a nice photo that clearly outlines who you are. The cover photo, you have a call to action. Click here, download your free guide, get some grooming tips on whatever. Click here, uh, big call to action. And on the side, on the left-hand side of the profile, you've got an area where you can put different uh, links. What you're gonna do is put a link to your opt-in there. Now, of course, the other step above that is creating a Facebook group. So if you create a Facebook group, guess what you're gonna put in the links, Facebook group link, right? So the whole idea, now this is where the magic comes in. This is exactly what I'm doing at the moment, which is me basically growing my group and it's working absolutely amazing. All right, so then what you wanna do, and again, this is just an idea, but I would suggest that you stick with one traffic source. Of course, this, you, you know, the, in order to make a online business work, you need basically two things, an offer and a traffic source, right? So find something that you're happy to produce content on. I'm just giving you some ideas, YouTube, Cora. Pinterest is another one, but I'm not gonna talk about that. Just an idea for you guys to think about. And then, like I say, Facebook. So Facebook, going back to that, sorry, I'm digressing. But what you then want to do is find five to ten groups that are related to your current group. And when I say, oh, sorry, <laughs> you have to set up your group first. So you set up a group relating to your industry or niche. Uh, and again, you, you use the, uh, the profile image. You make that, basically have a big call to action on that. You make it about basically you because that way you're essentially branding yourself. And again, we still haven't chosen a product at this stage to promote, right? But these are the important steps to take. Right, you set up your group, you add the links in your profile, you make your profile a big funnel so that way when people snoop your profile, they're going to be curious, who's this person? Why are they providing information? I want to get uh, part of their group. They sound cool, all right? You want to pick five to ten groups the key here is to pick big groups, 10,000 plus people. 10,000 plus people that have a minimum of 10 plus posts per day. Very, very important. Because if you go into a group where there's 50,000 people, but there's only five posts per day, it means that the engagement sucks. It means that your effort for engaging in that group is not going to be rewarded because no one's going to see your posts, even if they're really good, right? So you want to make sure that there's heaps of engagement. And what you're going to do, you're not going to go in there and spam. What you want to do is you want to join those groups. Like I say, five to ten of them should be manageable. And you want to go in there and basically once you get accepted, you want to uh, add either a little live video. Hey, my name's Jamie. I love chocolate labs. This is why I'm here. Or alternatively a little post just introducing yourself just saying hey look forward to learning some stuff it's great to connect with you all something like that right 
And the reason why you do that is because it draws attention. You're basically making a statement. I'm here now. Don't worry, guys. I got this. <laughs> I'm here. Things are going to be good. <laughs> All right. Then what you want to do is start answering questions that you can answer. So you go through and have a look at these groups. Someone will ask a question. Hey, do you guys have any recommendations, uh, an alternative for worm care or whatever, right? Worm eradication, I don't know. I've been using this one, but it sucks. Any tips? And you can then hopefully come in with your information. If you don't know the information, Google it. You'll still be seen as an authority figure if you go to the effort of Googling the information and providing it in that group, right? You start asking questions. Hey guys, what's the best way to train this for that, right? Something related to your niche again. You do live videos if you've got the confidence to do so. Hey, thought I'd uh, hit you guys up with this tip. It's going to help you out, blah, blah, blah. That's how you get organic engagement. People start seeing you. And eventually, this process, the whole reason why you're doing this is because they start seeing you everywhere. Because a lot of these people will be in the similar groups. They'll be in dog training and they'll be in the chocolate lab fanatics group and then they'll be in the, I don't know, whatever, <laughs> dog uh, healthcare fanatics group or whatever the case may be. So they'll start seeing you around. They'll think, man, this person is just everywhere. It's crazy. And that's exactly what you want because that means that you are omnipresent. Now, omnipresence is the idea that you are everywhere at once. Now, of course, as humans, we cannot do that. There's a loophole where you can basically get a virtual assistant to log into your Facebook account to be everywhere. So that way you can cover the day shift, they can cover the night shift, for example, and do the exact same thing, build rapport and answer questions and be everywhere at once. It's not usually that feasible. So the alternative is basically just being prolific across these five to 10 groups. Absolutely prolific. Now, the thing is that when you're providing value, and even if your value is literally just answering a question here and there, posting a, a, a piece of helpful news articles here and there, whatever the case may be, people will start wondering, who is this person? Why are they here? What, what are they doing? So they will naturally start snooping your profile. And what you can also do is start befriending people. You've got a limit on Facebook of 5,000 friends, right? So what you want to do is go into these groups and the people that are engaging that are responding to your uh, comments and basically putting up posts and, and responding to your posts, you want to start adding them as friends. Now, in doing so, again, what you're going to do is be able to build a relationship with those people. Hey, Susan, saw you in uh, blah, blah, blah group. Seems like you've got some awesome labs there. Hey, I've just got this uh, free guide on how to train. If you're interested, here's the thing or here's my group, right? But you don't need to do that necessarily because people are still going to snoop your profile. They're going to find your group by going to your profile, especially if you've got a big call to action on the, on the header. It's going to guide them down and they're going to start joining your group, right? So pretty cool stuff, right? And again, uh, you still haven't chosen your product because you're all at this stage, it's all about building that engagement and rapport and basically getting yourself out there and known in the industry. Now, when you do that and you start getting a bit of traction, that's when you can start adding monetization. And all this process happens very quickly, by the way. You don't have to be plugging away for absolute months. You'll find that your notoriety uh, grows pretty rapidly. 
um, to get things started, okay? All right, so after you've built a bit of rapport and you get some really good engagement in your own group, by the way, this whole process shouldn't take more than about half an hour to an hour a day. If you're thinking it's going to be time-consuming. It's actually not as bad as you think. So anyway, then you choose a product. Now, my recommendation is to choose something that is what we call high ticket. Now, high ticket means that you're going to receive $500 to $1,000 or more for one single sale. Now, of course, I also, uh, completely hypocritically, I also promote a lot of low ticket items. I think it's good to have that balance in your portfolio. But if you're brand new to this, isn't it a lot better for you to receive a $1,000 com uh, commission for a single sale than it is to receive a $10 commission for 100 sales? Because even if the offer is converting really well, you're still going to have to sell 100 of them to make that $1,000, right? And even, yeah, like I say, even if it's a, a crazy conversion rate of like 30%, 40%. So 40% of the people that arrive on the sales page end up buying. You make $10 every time they buy. Like I say, you're still going to need a 1,000 of them. Oh, sorry, 100 of them. <laughs> kind of crazy when you think of it like that, right? Okay. So that's that. You're all, uh, by the way, you're also building your list throughout this whole process because you're uh, encouraging people to sign up. You're giving little opt-ins and little books like a, a five-bullet-point uh, PDF that you create in 10 minutes of uh, how to basically worm your dog or how to get uh, rid of a, a common ailment that the dogs have or a, a behavioral pattern that you think you can get rid of in, in a couple of bullet points. And these tiny little... Uh, PDF downloads are actually really valuable because it allows you to grow your email list, as I mentioned. Okay, so anyway, you find a product, uh, find a high-ticket product, ideally where the commissions are like 500 bucks to $1,000 or more uh, for a single sale. Now, of course, in, in the meantime, you can also sell and try and promote smaller items as well because you, you're going to be able to make them easier. But having said that, you're going to reach your income goals a lot quicker if, for example, you're able to convert just one person, and I'll run some uh, mathematics by you so you understand why it's so powerful and, and so important to be selling high-ticket items as well. If we assume, and this, this is conservative figures here, right? So a low-ticket item is basically anything under $100, and that would mean that you might receive, say, 50% commission, 70% commission sometimes, I've even got uh, one program I'm promoting for 97, which has 100% commission at the moment. Pretty cool stuff, right? Okay, so you got your uh, low ticket, and of course, as I said, the high ticket, you might be looking at like $1,000 or $2,000 type thing, yeah? So, to run some mathematics by you, let's assume that you can easily get 100 clicks to a sales page, and I'll start with a low ticket item. Let's say it is a... Uh, it's a $20 product. Let's keep it really, really basic. It's a $20 product, and out of that, you're going to receive 50% receive commission. So basically $10 per sale. And the sales page is only converting at 1%. Now, that's incredibly conservative. Of course, let's be honest, it's probably going to convert a lot higher, but for the sake of uh, this mathematical, complex mathematical equation I'm speaking about, let's keep it simple, right? So 1% conversions, right? So one out of 100 people you can send 
to your sales page is going to convert into a customer. Now let's assume that produces uh, $20 revenue, which is the cost of the product. They don't take any of the upsells, so your commission at the end of the day is 50% or $10. Now, if we assume that you're doing that same thing with a high-ticket item, and let's assume that the commission is of $1,000, guess what? You're going to make $1,000 per every one sale. So what's more attractive? <laughs> anyway, okay, you get the point. High-ticket sales, right? So you only need a couple of those a month and you're doing a lot better. Otherwise, you, know, you need a lot of small-ticket item sales to, uh, to make those income goals. So anyway, you find these, this high-ticket item. There might be something like, uh, I don't know, extreme dog makeover. It's a $2,000 program. They're going to come in. You're going to learn all the techniques of how to train your dog, uh, you know, everything from obedience through to rescue, through to how to fight off bad guys, how to teach your dog crazy tricks like double backflips and all, all that sort of stuff. It's the most amazing course you've ever seen. It's $2,000, of which you get $1,000. Now, of course, if you've been spending all this time building rapport with your uh, community and emailing them and providing tips, they're going to see you as an authority figure. So if you say, by the way, just discovered this thing, it's this awesome course, I'm going to jump on it, can't wait. Bang, all of a sudden you have people that are interested. You've got people that are interested, you can then jump onto Facebook Messenger. Hey, saw that you liked my post, uh, thought I'd reach out. If you're interested, here's the link. Not everyone's going to buy, of course, but because you've spent all this time creating authority, some people will end up buying it because they love your content, they love what you are providing, and they will love the fact that you are trying to help them out with this awesome $2,000 course, of which you get $1,000 for. So that there is affiliate marketing. Now, of course, as I say, that's the freeway. Uh, and, and, what, and this is exactly what I'm doing at the moment, which is why I know it works. <laughs> There's uh, a few people I follow online that are doing this exact same thing. They do nothing but elicit leads out of their Facebook profile. They, they take the leads from their Facebook profile, they put them in their Facebook group, so that way they've got more touch points. They then chuck them on their email list or their chatbot list, uh, and then they, they build that rapport, they provide value, and then eventually they will try and sell something as well. Yeah. Okay, so once you get a few sales, then guess what happens? You then have cash flow. And the way to take a business, especially of this nature, from being a couple of sales here and there, to cranking that up to 5, 10, 15, 20, 30, 100K per month is using paid traffic. You just cannot get that same leverage from your Facebook profile. Although, actual little caveat at that, uh, one of the my mentors is a gentleman by the name of Andrew Crozy. Uh, he earns roughly about $90,000 per month uh, with his Facebook profile and his Facebook group. So yes, it can be done, and I'm just turned myself into a liar. But of course, for us normal folks, it's a lot easier to then start looking at paid traffic strategies. So if you're already on Facebook, of course, Facebook ads would be an option. Uh, if you're on some of the other networks, those would be an option. Microsoft ads, formerly known as Bing ads. The traffic tends to be a bit cheaper. The demographic tends to be a bit older. The logic behind that being is that they are more probable to be buyers. 
for cheaper as well, yeah? But again, the po important part is you're not just sending them directly to a sales page, you're sending them, sending them to your landing page, their opt-in, your opt-in in order to start collecting those email addresses. Even if you're redirecting immediately to the sales page, that's fine. The point and, and purpose being is that you can build that relationship. Like I say, the stats are something like crazy, like 60 plus percent of conversions come from the follow-up, not the actual front-end offer. So there you have it. Now, of course, I can't go into tra paid traffic strategy strategies, but there you've got now a blueprint of how you can grow an affiliate business from scratch with no budget, basically. Anyway, hopefully that's helped you guys. Of course, if it is, if it does, then uh, love to see you guys around. Please feel free to hit the subscribe button. Alternatively, as I mentioned before, you can find me on YouTube, jamie-g.com forward slash YouTube. Otherwise, I'm always loitering in my group, uh, which is just bit.ly forward slash Jamie G group. Grab your own unique password and join in the conversation. All right, my name is Jamie G. I really appreciate you guys sticking around. Hopefully you learned something and I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks very much. Bye-bye.